If HR want to play a new role, being strategic, helping deliver the strategy with a high value add proactive role, and at the same time close this efficiency and productivity gap, there's no way this can be done with keeping the same ways of working and traditional processes. So underpinning all of those challenges, there's the change of the HR operating model, uh, leveraging digital technology. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Welcome, everybody, to the Hackett Group's podcast on the HR agenda for 2022. I'm Tony DiRomaldo. I'm Senior Research Director at the Hackett Group, working in our HR practice, and I'm delighted to have joining me today, Dorothea Alquiri, who heads up our HR practice in the EMEA region. Dorothea, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Great. So let's get at it. We have some very interesting findings to discuss. Just by way of background, the Hackett Group polls several hundred executives every year in the October timeframe to gauge what's top of mind for them for the upcoming year. And so today we want to discuss some of the key highlights that we heard from the research on the agenda for HR in 2022. What we're going to concentrate on is a selection of the the top 10 issues, those that are deemed the key most important priorities or objectives that HR organizations want to achieve in 2022. So let's start, I guess, the first item that we want to talk about, Darate, is what we're seeing as the most significant objectives on the list. And, and I'll kick it off and then I'll throw it over to you because I, I know you have some interesting perspective on it. For me, not surprisingly, I focused the most interesting and significant was the number one issue overall, and that is act as a strategic advisor to the business. And what's interesting about that is a couple things. One is in 2020, it finally made it into the top 10 list. I think it was number nine or number 10. Prior years, we've been doing this study for about 12 years it was hard-pressed to get into the top 10. Last year, 2021, it was number one. And again, it remains number one as well. And so I think that is significant because, you know, COVID really changed many things, obviously, in the world and in business. But for HR, it was a breakthrough moment because never before have we been relied on so much by the leaders of the business to help them deal with a whole raft of very difficult operational and strategic issues around people. And I think for the first time writ large, HR was really appreciated in terms of what it does for organizations and how it can help the business to really succeed. So for me, it's, I think, reassuring to see that as number one. And, and I think, though, 
it really speaks to the fact that these issues, many of which driven by COVID and other factors, remain top of mind, not only for HR, but for the business. And I'll speak to, quote, what has been called the great resignation. So the issues, the difficulties retaining and attracting workers, we're seeing this not just here in North America, other parts of the world as well. The pressures around creating more diverse and inclusive workforces and and organizational contexts. And of course, this shift to remote working and hybrid working that's presented a whole new set of challenges for organizations, some real strong benefits, but also it's exacerbated some existing problems. So all of those things combined are really reinforcing HR's role as strategic advisor. Dorote, I know you have some interesting perspective on the top issues. What are you seeing as particularly significant on this list? Well, you know, in line with number one, so HR being a strategic advisor, I was really interested to see that number two and three really relate to how HR can support delivery of the company strategy. Number two is about being able to acquire uh, critical skills and retain critical profiles because companies find from the same study that not having the right talent is a major risk to the company. It can weaken the strategic position and it can even slow down strategic plans. And number three is about creating and maintaining a high-performance culture in the organization. And this is very linked with the new ways of working, with employees working flexibly and remotely for a number of them, and the culture having this role of replacing partly what used to be a direct management oversight and culture playing the role of guidance for employees as they work. So it's very interesting to see that, you know, those objectives are very linked with business objectives much more than they would have been in the past. Yes, I agree. Obviously, with the attraction and retention issue, not surprising that that's number two, but the culture issue, which it traditionally has been in the in the top five, but I think it's taken on, as you quite nicely pointed out, a whole new meaning in in this new context. So let's move on and take a little look at this list from a little different lens. And to me, one of the things I'd like us to talk about is what was surprising here in terms of the the 10 issues on the list, Darte? Anything jump out as really kind of you were surprised to see it on the list? Well, I guess what's surprising is more what is not on the list and is underpinning a number of the issues that we see, the challenges that we see on the list. And what I found surprising is the change in HR operating models that is absolutely necessary for HR functions to continue driving in 2022 because We saw in the key issue study that there's a productivity and efficiency gap due to the fact that the business is continuing to grow, but HR teams and budget remain stable. So in the realm of 9 to 10%, this gap must be bridged 
And if HR want to play a new role, being strategic, helping deliver the strategy with a high value-add proactive role, and at the same time close this efficiency and productivity gap, there's no way this can be done with keeping the same ways of working and traditional processes. So underpinning all of those challenges, there's the change of the HR operating model, leveraging digital technology. So yeah, that would be my item of surprise in the list. So Dorothea, you, you were surprised by what was omitted. So that's an interesting perspective. And I think that's that's a point that's well taken. From my standpoint, actually, I was surprised by something on the list, and that was the number eight item, maintain employee resilience and well-being. And the reason why I was surprised, I guess I was pleasantly surprised, back in April 2020, I was just looking at our blog website, and, and I wrote actually it was on LinkedIn, a blog about employee well-being and resilience shortly after the pandemic hit, because I was concerned that should the pandemic, and unfortunately it panned out this way, last more than what at the time people thought would be a couple months at most, that this whole issue of employee well-being and their ability to maintain working and being productive under stressful conditions was going to be an increasing challenge. And unfortunately, that's turned out to be the case and then some. So I am pleasantly surprised to see it up there now because we had it on the list last year and it did not come anywhere near the top 10. I think it was like 20 or 21. So I'm glad to see it. And I think HR plays such a pivotal role, number one, in making sure that this is a top of mind issue for the business and for leadership. And two is not just to make sure that we're leading on our support for employees, our wellness programs, our health and mental, emotional support programs, family, etc., but also just driving attention to our cultures and the way we work, whether it's in remote and hybrid, and how that might contribute to the stress levels and to undermining employee well-being. So for me, that that was, a, as I say, a pleasantly surprising issue. So one more lens I think it would be interesting to kind of take a peek through And that is, as we look through this list of 10, is there anything on it that we're finding of great concern or worry as we contemplate it? And again, I'll start with you, Darte. Anything giving you pause for concern on that list? I would say the last item on the list, the fact that it's last on the list, and also the fact that I heard from some of the companies I work with, that this item's been on the list for a long time and there's a little bit of fatigue around it, is a bit worrying because it's a key topic for HR to work on. It's the one about aligning HR skills and talent management with a changing business need. I agreed when I heard that it's been on the list forever. We're getting a little bit tired about repeating ourselves that we need to do this. I guess 
here what I see that can be worrying is that companies, a number of them, consider that it's about training current HR team to work differently. And to a certain extent, it's it's about this. But it is also about, and mostly about, I would say, integrating new profiles, new expertise in the function. It's also about sending HR out in the business to develop their understanding of the business model and how their customers work. And probably this item is low on the list because HR functions underestimate how much they need to do in this space. I agree with your sentiments there, in particular, your point about bringing in some fresh perspectives and fresh skills. Although having said that, I do think also the magnitude of some of the changes that have been hitting HR, particularly as we continue to transform the way we operate our service delivery models and go to much more digital delivery and digital support of every role within HR, that calls for a new set of skills. And and we're going to have to be upskilling some of our existing people as well to be better able to take advantage of the data and the insights and doing maybe more complex and sophisticated problem-solving work as much of our admin work gets automated and digitized. Well, I think we're running out of time, or that's all all the time we have allotted for this discussion. I really want to thank you, Dorote, for joining me today to discuss the HR agenda. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcasts.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.